The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have the desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common that you need to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia, obesity, depending upon your job and role, hallucinations, lack of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm oh, your yeah. Summer Helene. I got through that today. Um, yeah, I'm, with my I, I was, we were laying odds. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad you made it through it. Through it. And I'm impressed that you made it through it. Uh, I know. I, I'm not feeling very <laughs> I'm so. not. It's really okay. sad. This in defense, this is also a pre-record, so if this plays in like three weeks, don't text me and be like, hey, you sick? Or don't, you know, catch me on Twitter and be like, you're sick? No, this is um, the 30th, I believe. Yes. Of uh, January, so it's a pre-record. Oh, my God, it's my aunt's birthday. I have to take her ha- text her happy birthday. Happy birthday, Aunt Sandy, by the way. Um, so we have a whole bunch going then on it's in be, film. It's a pre-record, so then you'll wish for her to be happy birthday will be late. Uh, that that's very true. Happy belated birthday, Aunt Sandy. And See? she'll be said to it, and you'll be sending you to happy birthday today too. So yes, I know. am. I'm actually texting mm-hmm. it right now. Because mm-hmm. if I forget, I'm. Because you can do that. Because she's she's my great aunt, so she's my mother's aunt, and she'll kill me. I'm very afraid of her. <laughs> she's 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 a terrifying right. woman. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, she, she's awesome. Also from Australia? Mm-mm. Nope, she's a Yank. She's one of you people. But oh. she's a um uh she was an army nurse, she was in the Gulf War, then she went from the army to school, so she said the army was easier. Yeah. I in many ways I can see that. Yeah. Physically, probably not, but, you know, there's that. Yeah, I, I don't know. When you say s- children in schools are scarier than, you know, Iraq, Jesus. I don't well, want to go to those schools. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, no matter what you hear, you know, you, you, you just can't use, you can't, like, even yell at them these days. So there's that. So. Yeah, I mean, when she was in Iraq, if someone pissed her off enough, she could have shot him. I don't think she gets to do that here. No, no, no. In fact, we're, we're pretty much against that. 
Yeah, the school shooting thing has been. Let's not even touch that subject. I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going that 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 the boat was going down that down. Yeah, the, uh, moving fall. on, moving on, moving on. Uh, so yes, we are going to talk a little bit about Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin, and all things Hollywood. Justin Bieber, um, a couple of weeks ago, put out a insta tw- an insta post saying that he has Lyme disease. Which is interesting because um, Hadid's family, the chick, one of the chicks he used to, Bella Hadid's family, um, he used to spend a lot of time hanging out with her. Her mum claims that she and both her kids have Lyme disease. So he's been exposed to it pretty heavily. And then she put out a book about it called Believe Me. So I'm just saying, if you've got to put out a book that says Believe Me, I don't. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, wasn't that one of one of OJ's books? The title of it or something? Oh no, no, that was if I did it. If I did. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> his was a little more blatant, but at least hers was like, "Come on, believe me. I swear, I'm telling the truth." Um, but it's it's interesting. Like there seems to be a an interesting disconnect between illness and Hollywood. We had Selena Gomez. We were talking about during the break. Well, that's what we think every time. <laughs> that, that's just our thing. You know, if somebody has a disease, oh, he's shooting heroin between his toes. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, she, she's taking a break because of, you know, pencil in uh, relatively common disease these or illness. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. She's a whack out we on have, Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it really goes through my mind. So if Justin Bieber actually has Lyme disease, I'm really sorry for him. And that's terrible. But I heard this and my th- first thought was, that's pretty heavy for a rehab excuse. Don't you just usually say you're suffering from exhaustion? Uh, I, <coughs> I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's generally the one that we hear, right? Yeah, exhaustion. I'm suffering from exhaustion. I have the flu. I'm dehydrated. And that, I also remember working six days a week crawling through attics in Florida. But, you know, still, they, they didn't, didn't have time for exhaustion. But, yeah. Yeah, but, that, but that's it. Like... You, you don't have time to be exhausted when you're in entertainment. The only thing anyone's really willing to let you out for is rehab because you can't have a junkie on set. Uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, so, uh, even though there are plenty there to begin with. So, so we're all just kind of hold it together with like, you know, uh, duct tape and staples. So see, but they're allowed to be junkies there as long as they lie to us. As soon as they tell us they have a problem, we actually have to deal with the problem. I work with tons of people I know are junkies. Uh, tweakers and junkies and cokeheads and like all kinds of things mm-hmm. and it's scared working in entertainment scared me from ever trying this stuff because i've watched 10 years down the line 20 years down the line 30 years down the line yeah 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 i know i've been there i've been there myself i've had two friends hearts exploded in their 40s late 40s i should say they uh but oh, they had people a people die of a, young well, no, they were. They both had a history in their younger years of uh, Bolivian marching powder. Yeah. You know. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I did look into it, and it will kind of weaken your the vessels, the your your veins and stuff like that, making them at some point later on more susceptible to popping, and which is pretty much what both of them gas from. That's terrible. <laughs> But mm. it, it makes it, it makes you wonder. I mean, we had uh, Chris Farley went out that way. Right. Well, he he took a lot of things with him at that one. But yeah, 
Well, yeah, he was. Both my friends were clean at the time. This was something that that uh, crept up on them in their late forties. So really, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I know one friend. He had a drink once in a while. The other guy might have smoked a little pot. That's about it. At that point, at the time in their life that I knew. Yeah, but once upon a time, they were imitating Chris Farley. No, yeah. he's he's he sets a really a high. Extreme. Chris sets a really high bar. Uh, okay, that's fair. But, uh, or Chris Farley Jr., but he tried, like, everything. But, no, it's like, it was like the 80s, and apparently, like, I guess cocaine wasn't available in Detroit in the 80s. Or I just wasn't cool enough, one of the two. But either way, not sorry. Be grateful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, not, not, not sorry. Not sorry at all. Not sorry at all that nobody offered me any, but, you know, there, there you go. I think, huh. and I think that's part of it is the exposure. To yeah, it. And we were talking about Haley Baldwin earlier. I yes. might actually, I actually met. Then this is the son of Stephen. I'm sorry, the daughter of Stephen. <laughs> uh, no, well, it's it's with his, she's with Justin Bieber, so you you know yeah. could go either way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no, I think I might have met her when she was like a tiny little kid. Well, now she's kid. married to Justin Bieber. <laughs> She could do better. Mm. Oh, for sure. Well, he's kind of rich, but the uh, the so the interesting well, thing here is her dad. How much does money dad. really buy? And at this point, he, she could take half. Right. That's true. So, well, so her mom looked after her dad. Her dad, everyone knows, was a druggie, and so uh, uh, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know. All the of druggies and drunks. I know he became a uber Christian. I know. Oh, he became uber Christian. I know uber he was Christian. a pothead. Like a pretty massive pothead. Uh, yeah, I, I had to be in his presence for about a week. Nice guy, but yeah, you know, pretty much kind of walked around in Aura Bong Water uh, around 2000. So his daughter would have been about maybe three or four at that point. Well, he, uh, so essentially, the mom never left the dad, despite the cheating, despite the drugs, despite... Was he the one that got the Miley Cyrus tattoo? One of them did. Um, so, and then yeah, became like... <laughs> Google it. Someone wanted the ball. There you go. That's no. our giveaway for the day. If you can <laughs> tell me which bald one um, got a Miley Cyrus tattoo, and for the love of God, why... We will give you a ride at Off-Road Rentals in sunny Palm Springs, California, or a rest at True Float Spas, uh, courtesy of True Float, Sedona, and Las Vegas. You can have either of those gifts. Tell us which one did it. That's our question for today. Hit us on Twitter. And a quick shout-out. Thank you to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for making Red Carpet Ready, the Cartel Coffee Company, the new Palm Springs Diet, Get Skinny, and, of course, our giveaways from Palms, from uh, True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. And off-road rentals. So if you want free stuff from any of those places, hit us up online and tell me which one got the Miley Cyrus tattoo. Or be the first one to tell her that you're 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 confused. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? Who gets a teenage girl tattooed on them? I just don't know. I think it had to do with like celebrity rehab or something weird. Okay. All right. Nope, 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 nope. It wouldn't be the craziest thing I've heard today, but you know. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> well, that, but that's essentially it. I mean, I can handle us doing a lot of these things, but that was weird. That was really, well, really weird. That—that's where it crossed the line. 
No, I think the fact that he's married to a gorgeous Brazilian model, he's ended up, you know, he's ended up a junkie. Um, and then Haley Baldwin's born, and then Haley Baldwin goes off and marries Justin Bieber, who's a junkie. Like, this is really cyclical. Yeah. History doesn't repeat itself, but it tends to rhyme. Uh, yeah. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, well, I hope they can help each other. <laughs> I thought he was doing better. Then I read that Instagram post, and it ended with no cap, which essentially, no cap, N-O space C-A-P, essentially means no bullshit, no lies. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, which I will be doing while we talk about Justin Bieber, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. We do it yes, for the children. Ooh, what, what? <laughs> Why have we been using that? We swear because we care. Okay, I don't know. I just <laughs> now part of the vernacular. Right. <laughs> it's permanently in now. That's what we use. Um, but that's that's kind of what what caught me was okay. This really mirrors it because Stephen Baldwin was, was definitely far more famous than his wife. I mean, I'd have done Stephen Baldwin in his heyday. He was hot. I kind of had the hots for him in like backdraft. Now I look at him. I'm like Jesus. Wrong Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm like I think it's the no. wrong Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, backdraft, that was Billy. Uh, Steven's biggest part was the usual suspects. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, wrong bald one completely. It's Billy Baldwin I had the hots for. Blonde. Okay, <laughs> the blonde one. How's that? Yeah, I, I like the one like, from Backdraft. Okay, that was William. Uh, okay. So from Sliver, it's fair game. Yeah, uh, that's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's the one I liked. Again, I still picked the wrong one. I should have picked Alec. He's still going. But, um, <clears throat> okay, so it was Billy Baldwin. Then I didn't even know who Stephen Baldwin was. I just thought apparently there were two Baldwin brothers. I'm way off. I might have said accidentally said William earlier in the show myself, but I do, you know, Stephen, is, I did work with Stephen for about a week. So, again, nice enough guy. Just he, He's a born-again oh. Christian, not job. Yeah, well, one drug you find one drug replaces it with another sometimes. Well, if the drug you're going to use is religion, you might be better off on heroin. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. That being said, I almost became a nut. You're gonna no get joke. The letters. We're going <laughs> to get the letters. Okay. Yeah, shows you how antiquated I am. No, people are going to attack you on Twitter. People are going to attack you. On yeah, it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue like it like it should. Yeah, it's you got trolls under bridges. Um, I, I just, I find it interesting. You know, I almost became a nun, but my dad talked me out of it. Um, he talked me into modeling for Victoria's Secret, talked me out of being a nun, all in one go. He said, I wanted to be a nun because I wanted to be a good person. I could be a good person without being a nun and spending my life and wasting it in, in a convent. I could do more by pursuing the path that I originally wanted to in entertainment um, and being a good person. It would give me the opportunity to help more people, so... I think I have the only dad in the world who's like, you are not becoming a nun, young lady. Huh. Yeah. I don't have anything that I can't comment on. I want to make it further. So, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, like my, my family is pretty religious. Not like, you know, um, Stephen Baldwin religious, but whatever. Who is? Um, but I think the fact that uh, Haley Baldwin has really strong faith I think she'll do well. 
with Justin Bieber. And if he leans into that whole religion thing, um, it might actually do well for him. Now, the flip side, if he really does have Lyme disease, that's a lot to put on a mm. young couple. Oh, I mean, Justin, Justin Bieber has everything, you know, uh, Lyme disease, uh, millions, millions of fans, HPV. You know, what are we going to do? Well, we know about the STDs. <laughs> well, it's like the best one I heard, I have to tell you guys, during the break, we were talking about what to discuss. And I said, well, everyone's been talking about Justin Bieber and this Lyme disease thing. And the example that Paul gave when you, he pulled down his underwear, it was the most mm. perfect thing. Not when Paul did, but when he talked about Bieber doing that. Can you? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's certain people in the world when they pull <laughs> down their pants and you look and you kind of examine it, kind of looks like the bar scene from the first Star Wars movie. Uh, doody, you know, doody, Cantina. Yeah. So it's lots of banta milk and handshakes first. So there you go. Um, yeah, I can see that. And I think Justin Bieber definitely would go in that category. He's been far too friendly with far too many. Um, then again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard to blame him. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> it's you're well, only, yeah, what it's, is one, it? it's one of those things, only as faithful as your options. So. You're only as faithful as your options and you can resist anything but temptation. So I get it. Um, there, and it looks like we need to go to break. We do. When we come back, guys, we'll be talking a little bit more about this. We'll be talking about Selena Gomez and the whole mix and how you can use social media when you've got problems that you want to hide. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolland. We'll be right back after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The American political system can be so confusing. It seems to change by the hour, and there's seemingly no way to keep it all straight. And don't get me started on the corruption that's going on inside the political machine. Listen for Political Hogwash with America's next number one pundit, David Cooper. He'll bring the American dream right where it needs to be and set government straight on who needs to be accountable. Listen Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, talking about all things Hollywood, and we are talking about Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin, rehab, and Lyme disease. So, Paul? Right. So, social diseases <laughs> you can get in the forest. Exactly. Social diseases you can get in the forest. The I think the most interesting thing to me is I'm, I'm still stuck on whether this is true or not. I've met people who swear it's true and people who swear it's... Uh, you know, him, him back in rehab, but I don't think you lie about something permanent to go back in rehab. 
It's one thing to be like, uh, I the unless food you wanted a, unless you wanted a uh, an excuse, like every couple of months. That is a valid point, but that means you yeah. are not doing much with your rehab. Yeah, I think that not a lot of people do out here. You know, they're pretty much most of them. Most of them might have gone because the court orders them to. Or a studio tells them they're not working unless they do, or their the insurance manager tells them, yeah, yeah, that they have to. It, it's really, really weird. I mean, genuinely weird. I will say, though, when you look at the situation, it's not as weird as some. Um, you know people, I mean, we know people in the industry who are genuinely sick. Um, I always have a soft spot for Selena Gomez because, you know, she has lupus and so do I. I have a thing, for, um, same with uh, Lady Gaga. She's got fibromyalgia going on and my heart breaks for her. So you see girls like that or celebrities like that that really have a lot going on and they manage to work and handle. Though I know everyone's kind of pissed at Selena Gomez right now. She took the kidney off one of her fans slash friends and then went back to drinking. So I'm glad she left uh, that girl with half a kidney. Uh, I just, it, that would piss me off. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you Justin, know. I know Justin Bieber got her hooked on gear. Um, and so she's on, on, on she, she's a junkie. She's a druggie. Selena Gomez. Justin Bieber uh, got her hooked on all kinds of shit when they were together. On gear? <laughs> gear. Heroin. Yeah, what, what? Really? Yeah. She's a junkie. Okay. Um, it's really not that uncommon. It's, How do you go from Canadian to a heroin overdose? To a heroin addict? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe we should ask um, Jim Carrey. Uh, I don't know. Will we get a straight answer? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. In the, I'm not, not in the loop. I'm not in the loop. <laughs> yeah. So Selena Gomez, really cool. She went from Disney and you know being being the little sweetheart. She kept selling it afterwards. She didn't pull a Miley Cyrus. Like if I say to you, Miley Cyrus is a heroin addict, you're not going to be surprised. By the way, here's something shocking. She's actually not. Um, like that is more surprising than saying she is, but she's not. But then when no, you say that's really good these days, so yeah. mm -hmm. that's where she sticks. Selena Gomez, on the other hand, ugh. but for me, if I had somebody give me a kidney, gracious, I'm really grateful. I do not need this. Um, I don't know what I would do if I did. I'm a lot healthier, but then again, I'm not a drunk and a raging party animal, so I guess it's easier to be healthier. Uh, uh maybe she just took a look. Look at how many people were offering her kidneys. It was probably more than just the one. Oh, for sure. Well, you're going to have to see who's a match. But she takes this girl's kidney and then she goes. She loves and her fans so much that she wants to carry a bit of them around with her wherever she goes. But also wants everybody to get their turn. So it's like an inexhaustible source of kidneys. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, her fan base would have been. <laughs> I guess that just horrifies me. Uh, I, I know but, you can you know. truly. If she was taking care of herself, and guys, before anyone gets pissed at me for saying this, please remember, I have lupus. So this is not something I'm just talking out of my ass about, okay? If she took care of herself at her age, she wouldn't need a new goddamn kidney. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know much about it, but yeah, yeah, it sounds. That sounds about right. She just she wouldn't. And then you have Justin Bieber saying he has Lyme disease. Jesus, Justin Bieber, if you have Lyme disease, I'm really sorry for this conversation. I wish you well. Um, go get help. If you don't, I think you may have just picked up the perfect I'm in rehab story. I know Selena Gomez uses the I'm having a lupus flare, uh, which she probably is because drugs will make you flare. But his is better. I have Lyme disease. Why are you at the hospital? I have Lyme disease. Why are you in bed? I have Lyme disease. Why are you drooling and twitching? I have Lyme disease. Why are you running around the house? I have Lyme disease. Why are you organizing the plates? I have Lyme disease. <laughs> like, does anyone Not really that. know what Lyme disease is? <laughs> what uh, it does? It is something that does cause exhaustion. I remember a friend of mine has it because it's something that inherently doesn't go away. Well, my like, brother got bit by a tick and got sick. He was in the hospital mm-hmm. and I was looking after him. He was drugged out on painkillers. And so I'm helping give him a bath and the nurse comes in and kept, and kept commenting to him on how weird it was that he didn't have a girlfriend. Now the nurse is trying to hit on my brother at this point in time. For anyone that's seen my brother, he's gorgeous. Um, mm. <laughs> so she's come in and she's trying to hit on him and he's just completely oblivious to it. And she's like, oh, it's so strange you don't have a girlfriend. He's like, no, nope, just my sister. He does have a girlfriend now. Great partner, but at the time. Um, he's, you know, and I'm helping him get changed. And she's like, oh, well, I'm just saying, you seem like the kind of guy, you know, it's kind of weird that your sister would be here and you wouldn't have a girlfriend. She's trying to be really flat, flirty. And my brother's like drugged out, pissed off. He got bit by a tick, so he's in the hospital. He just yells at her. They said I was going to die. I thought someone should be here to see it. Anyway, she traded him out for an old lady. She never come back in that room. Uh, did the old lady have any luck with your brother not at all but uh yeah it it was definitely terrible only time i've seen him lose his temper like that at a woman but he just he wasn't he wasn't getting it she was a pretty lady but i think it's a little inappropriate to hit on your patients please take that note all of justin bieber's nurses not that there's much to go after anymore he's starting to look like fred durst uh, yeah, what's the interest rate on half a billion dollars in the bank? I'd do him. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's the answer. Half a billion dollars. <laughs> I have the flu, um, but I'd still do it. Like, it's, it's that simple. I don't know very, I know men that would do it. Hell, I'd consider it. That's it. Because he's not your run-of-the-mill millionaire. No, 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 no. He's at half a billion. Okay. Well, the question is, would you go gay for him? How much money is your pride worth? Uh, I'd say it's somewhere around uh, half a billion dollars. So there you go. There you go. Very easy. Yeah. And it is Yeah, look, everybody's a whore. It's just a matter of price negotiation. I believe there's a joke like that. You can see it in the beginning of the notebook. Go watch the notebook. It's actually quite a good film. Bit of trivia. Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling hated each other on the making that film. Two years later started dating after they were done filming. But they hated each other. Ryan Gosling even tried to get Rachel McAdams fired. Yeah. Wasn't she the bigger star at that point? No. Uh, yes, but he was a lead and not by much. It's- <laughs> I was just, I brought some random video on the internet that said that he like moved to the town it was filmed in and became a carpenter for two months. 
Oh my God, does that surprise you? Everyone's into this method bullshit. I mean, Al Pacino closed his eyes for months because of Scent of a Woman. John Travolta yeah. learned to dance because of Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> okay, well, that's a New York actor. So that's, that's they got to sing, they got to dance, they got to act. So that's, I'm not that. opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a rumor that said that uh, uh, Robert De Niro told John Belushi that, hey, if you're going to play a heroin addict, you might want to try it. And, at least and that went well. <laughs> yeah, and that went really well. Sorry, that was, that's what you hear in the back. Cricket, cricket. Thanks for like, not telling that to Jim. Oh, my right. God. I know. Wrong Belushi. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm very sad and very happy we still had one. Uh, you kicked me in the side of the head once, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. Still kind of a douche. Why did he kick you in the side of the head? A uh, stunt that went wrong? Ouch. I have a habit of those. Yeah, but yeah. So. And uh, I made the mistake of playing one of the worst. That was the one day I really felt like a whore in this town. I had to play a fan for the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> Why? So, have we talked about anything that we talked that we pregame for? N- not at all. Not at all. I'm just on Twitter right now while we're talking. I've got somebody asking me. Um, I used to know, like, I'd worked with John Ritter way back, and mm. so they're asking me about John Ritter. <laughs> like, um, things have gone terribly wrong. The whole point of this conversation was. How do you use social media uh, to hide illness or to, you know, go into rehab essentially for your own gain? How do you use social media for your own gain? That was the whole point of this. And somehow we're now talking about John Ritter right. <laughs> and the Belushi boys. Right. Um, and the uh, cantina scene happening in Justin Bieber's pants. So, yeah. I, I, well, that, that is technically that is a PSA. Like when you say, hey, Justin Bieber has like herpes, that is a PSA. It's like Derek, Derek Jeter. You'll need to look up the Derek Jeter herpes tree. I'm not kidding. That is a public service announcement. Just saying. Yeah, he doesn't have the clap. He has applause. So. Mm-hmm. Just, woo! yeah, just you go see it. Um, go look up the Derek Jeter herpes tree. So if what if you've got something like this going on in your life? You, you want to be in entertainment, but you have something like Lyme disease, or in my case, lupus, um, or in Paul's case, a whole bunch of chronic conditions. Uh, what do you do? You lie. You don't say it on social media. You don't say it on air. Like, this is not something I announce. This is not something I talk about. You're not going to find it on my social media, but I'm dealing with people in Korea, and I've got them asking about, is the lupus going to affect me? Which meant at some point in time, they heard it on this show. Because this is the only place outside of my friend groups that this gets discussed. Yeah, you know, it wasn't me. I don't really know how to use social media. So no, no, of that. course it wasn't you. Like, you've got way more fun things you could say about me than that. But um, <laughs> it's it's just it's really interesting. Some of them involve a handsy midget, but you know. That's <laughs> that, exactly, you've got far more interesting. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, but that's it. It's it's the you know your friends aren't gonna say it, so it does get out there. And once it's on so once it's on social media, once it's on the internet, it is forever. It's why I tell girls um, not to take nudes. I don't care if it's for your boyfriend. If your phone gets hacked, if his phone gets hacked, 
if you know someone's walking by, they can siphon the pictures off. I'm not kidding. Um, it's actually really easy to do. I've done it. Um, there's a great convention you all should go to in Vegas that's for hacking. You'll learn things that just absolutely shock you. But it's really... Uh, yes, boys, nerds who don't know how to uh, talk to a woman, they'll want to see you naked too, and they know that's probably the only way. Pretty also much. very, very good at this. Really good. So that guy that you don't want to sleep with is the guy that's now taken and disseminated your nudes. And that great ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. that you have, or girlfriend, I'm now seeing this happen to guys. Um, it happened, there was a push, uh, one of the girls on Fox, Tawny, Tammy, she, she had an ex-boyfriend do this. It turned into a settlement immediately um, to stop him from doing this. But it's going to uh, come back. Well, it's like how... Would stop him from doing once one's out there and people realize who you are, you know, it's done. Ooh, famous, famous person naked. It's like, ooh, I never thought that a, that a modern day Jane Duty Dench would look that good. You know, it's just this is just how it goes. Okay. And it, there's no rolling it back. Once it's done, it's done. And you're going to find fake nudes about you out there anyway. I know, if but there has to be there has to be a case out there where uh, uh, somebody put up a nude and n- nobody retweeted it. You know, because it's like, oh yeah, I didn't. We didn't need to see that. See, if it's horrendous, it ha- that would have to be blah. Hear me out. That would have to be like a Jennifer Lawrence. Not that she's not awesome, but she's not like the looker of Hollywood. Hear me through on this, because if it's Roseanne Barr. At her biggest, it's getting retweeted, just for for shock factor. Then you go over to um, then on the on the on the other end of the spectrum, go back to Haley Baldwin. If it's Haley Baldwin, good God, that's getting retweeted. Uh, yeah. I, what's the problem, with Jennifer Lawrence? But without the fame, without the name she has, Jennifer Lawrence is just meh. What makes her interesting? is her sparkling personality. Jump back in the day. If you've got, you know, um, on one end of the spectrum, you've got um, a green-haired midget. That's getting retweeted. Look at the Suicide Girls. They have their own midget. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got Jessica Simpson and Daisy Dukes in her heyday. That's getting retweeted. That was a pretty awesome heyday. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's got a new book coming out, by the way. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's in her heyday. So... There's good, there's good reasons for retweets on things like that. But once, but when you're in that middle section, that would be the only that doesn't get done. And you don't want to hope that you're in that middle section. If you're going to sell yourself in Hollywood, either be so repulsive that it works or so gorgeous that it works. Um, and don't talk yeah, like about your illnesses in public. How many people are like, like, you know, retweeting Harvey Weinstein nudes? You know, they're out there. Paul just hit the nail on the head. You know, they're out there. <laughs> we are going to go to break, guys. When we come back, we are going to be on with a very, very special guest. I am now choking. This is fantastic. We are now going to be on uh, with a very, very special guest. We're going to be on with Gerald Lacey. I'm Summer Helen. Yeah. We're on with Michael Holland, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. We're going to let Gerald Lacey talk about himself when he gets here. I'm going to go throw up. We'll be right back okay. after this. <laughs>
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there? It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Milton Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. G'day, Paul. Get this man over and bit me. What the hell? Well, the cat. Right. We were just talking about how wonderful his cat was in the break, by the way, and how he saved it. Now, all of a sudden, it attacks him. We have a very, very special guest on the show today, Gerald Lacey. He is author of The Visionary, um, a, collaborative, a collaboration of Visionary Insights. G'day, welcome to the show. You've been on before. We were excited to have you last time. We're excited to have you this time. Hello, Summer. Thanks for having me back. How are you? No worries. I'm great. Thank you. Actually, I have the flu, but don't tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm great. So <laughs> can you tell great. everyone a l- little bit about yourself for those that didn't tune in last time? Uh, you, you say you would like for me to tell, tell them about me? Yeah, tell them about yes. you. Do Tell them uh, a little bit about you. Uh, Okay, well, my name is Gerald Lacey II. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California, Crenshaw District. So I'm an inner city uh, kid uh, that grew up with, with big dreams and kind of went after it all. I went on to the University of Hawaii, got a degree in sociology, kind of got into business shortly after that, and been doing a variety of businesses um, since then, uh, from music to fashion and, and traveling abroad to Africa and different things like that. Got into technology. Have a couple of um, technology projects I'm working on right now. And I actually just opened up uh, a fried fish spot here in Las Vegas. So that's been interesting. It's my first restaurant uh, venture. So we've been kind of tackling that a little bit. But, uh, you know, and I wrote this book called The Visionary to kind of help, you know, people that come from where I come from or really people from all walks of life just to kind of remind themselves of some of the things that, 
you could go through on your journey, uh, what you might face, and kind of give you just some, you know, just some information to to lean back on and just, you know, kind of create a place of answers for, for you when you're on your, your visionary build. Now, well, I'm really called on your restaurant. What's the name of your restaurant so everyone can come out and visit you? Oh, yeah, come on out. It's called Friday's Fish and Wings, and it's uh, it's on uh, Twain and Swinton, 855 East Twain. So it's really, it's about three or four minutes from the strip, depending on how you drive or what part of the strip you're from. It could be as far as 10 minutes if you have to know Mandalay Bay or somewhere far but yeah we're we're just east of the Las Vegas strip that's awesome mm-hmm. I need to go to Vegas that's that's what I'm going to do this month I'm going to Vegas or next month so oh, you got into you you're into technology uh what what are you doing with technology I'm just being nosy now uh so we've uh we des- designed and developed uh, a project it's called the dash box uh, what it is, it's a it's a, a retail solution for for shoppers um, while in position to purchase. So basically, if you're at the mall, um, and we have a 60 inch ad screen where we would showcase an ad from. Let's just use Foot Locker for example. So Foot Locker has a sale on Nikes. You may not know this prior to going to the mall, but you're walking by this big screen and you see, you know, 20 percent off uh, on Nikes. So you walk up to this kiosk, put in a little bit of information. Um, put your phone up to it, the system generates a QR code, and then that, that QR code um, creates a coupon that goes to your phone, and then you go to Foot Locker and instantly redeem that coupon. So uh, we give the, the retailer the ability to create whatever deal they want. So it could be 20%, 50%, 70%, whatever they feel like is going to get them that customer. And then unlike a lot of the other uh, coupon like Groupon, for example, we actually share the data, so it allows Foot Locker to know, you know, what their customer is interested in and how good their deal was based on if they downloaded and didn't redeem, or how many redeems they got based on downloads. Oh, that's really cool! And for customers, it it gives them kind of the hot spot on what's going on. Yes, yes. So, yep. So we're we're actually we're developing the the online portion and the app to go with it. That way, we're not missing any portion because right now it's just brick and mortar where you just you know happen to be at the mall. A lot of times, you know what you want. So oh, I'm going to the mall to get you know it's an all white party, so I'm going to get uh, you know see what they have at Macy's and or wherever they have something all white. But sometimes you don't. You just at the mall. It's the family experience. You happen to run across this ad and you're like, Oh my goodness. So all of a sudden it's a deal so good that you decide to go uh, take full advantage of it. So it's been good. We just recently deployed. We're here in Las Vegas as well at the Meadows mall. So really testing the market and seeing how people are, are loving it and enjoying it. And and the experience has been really good so far. It was called the dash box. I like that. So people are taking to it. Now I, we first talked to you, you'd written a book called the visionary. Uh, Will you tell everyone a little bit about that? So um, the visionary, it, it's a it's a self it's a self motivating self help book, um, and I put on the cover um, just the push you need to capitalize your vision. Um, I kind of derived it from a lot of the things that that I've been through, um, just dealing with the music industry and really not understanding uh, what you know what to expect. You know, having a product, having a great artist, you know, having some good music. And going into the building and, you know, just realizing a lot of the things that you have to deal with in there. And then moving into fashion. Um, you know, this is 
this is before the internet was what it is today, and there was really no social media. So a lot of the things that we had to figure out then um, were through experience. So just not Googleable. You know, being, huh? Not Googleable. Couldn't Google yeah, it yeah, figure no, it out. A of, yeah, a lot of a lot of the answers just weren't weren't available. I mean, now you can you can find a manufacturer for anything anywhere almost at the click of a button and then you just have to do your due diligence to see, you know, if you want to deal with them, but uh, ours was was based on access and we were in the garment district in in Los Angeles, so we had access to some of the the biggest and best, but I used this a lot of my experiences, you know, dealing with those people in deadlines and then opening up a clothing store. We we were kind of uh, full circle in fashion. Uh, we were kind of following a, a a similar model to like maybe a BB or something where you have your own, you know, uh, you know, manufacturers and you went all the way to to market and being able to sell your own product. So that's what we were following. And I just used a lot of my experiences and and kind of and develop some some mind state, I guess, ideologies and just some motivational thoughts and thought processes that could help someone get through whatever they may be going through. Um, I have stuff in there like called the fog where sometimes uh, you just can't figure it out. You feel like it's against all odds. You figure you feel like you just can't figure it out. And I just kind of gave some encouragement to help people get through situations like mm-hmm. that. Conflict the confusion, be your own life, take action, finish, um, craving greatness. There's a lot of different things that will put you in the mindset that you can do it, that you that you have what it takes. You just have to remind yourself on a daily basis and motivate yourself on a daily basis to win. Now, what's the most difficult thing you had to go through getting into the entertainment industry? Uh, I think, I think understanding how many moving parts there are when it comes to uh, putting out a record or putting out an album. Um, It is, there's a lot of people that need to get on the same page and, you know, even creating that momentum within the building. Well, first within your team, obviously you have that and then creating that momentum inside the building uh, is, is a challenge because a lot of times you're dealing with different departments, you're dealing with um, different uh, personalities and different people that may have ulterior motives. Um, they may, have um, maybe you know the head of maybe the head of radio is managing the producers, so they prefer that that single be the one, even though that may not that may or may not be the one. So there's just a lot of different things that you have to to go through and and really have to understand that it's is really really relationship based. Um, you know how well do you know your team? How well do you know everybody in the building? How well do they know you and trust you? So a lot of the thing, I think the most difficult thing was really gathering all the troops and give, getting everyone on the same page and being able to, you know, really, really hedge forward with the right project and with the right money, with the right everything. I've had a lot of situations like that in two buildings, actually. Something I will say, and it's something that people don't realize, the most important thing when they say create relationships, it's not just about creating relationships. The most important thing you can do in the entertainment industry or in any industry is get people to believe in you, which means you've got to follow through with what you say. But more than that, in the beginning, when you're talking about getting people on board, there are a thousand people in the entertainment industry 
and a million people that want to get in. <coughs> and everyone's pushing and everyone's saying, pay attention to me. But what matters and what sticks is when someone says, believe in me, <clears throat> and then can back it up. Not, not like, you know, the, the crazy lady's book, Believe Me, that's just bullshit. Um, I'd like to remind everyone every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and, of course, free like MMA. Like what is it? We, we swear because we care. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, but her, her book was bull. But the, um, the, the reality is if you can get people to believe in you, um, you've got something there because you're dealing with a lot of people that are very jaded. So for them to kind of step forward and go, no, 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 I, I believe in this guy. I'm going to back this guy. No, 100%. That matters. I mean, and, and, yeah, and, and in their defense, I mean, you know, if it's not a personal thing, I mean, they've, you know, the executives <laughs> and the people inside the building, I mean, they've seen it come from so many different angles. So I'm sure there's exactly. a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different uh things that could come up that could make, you know, that could raise your antenna, like, hmm, I don't know, that seems similar. I mean, it's unfair, you know what I mean, to the person sitting in front of you that 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 believes wholeheartedly and doesn't have any of the intentions or any of the, even the possibilities of going down the route that you've seen prior. But just imagine, you know, sitting in the building, you know, for 10 years, you know what I mean, and seeing some successful projects and seeing some failed projects and really understanding the differences and, you know, so, I mean, it just has all the things just have to line up. I mean, it, I mean, it's I've more seen... than that. It's, it's more than line up. They had to see in you. They had to see in you something special. They had to see in you something different. They had to see enough of what was good and what succeeded in the industry that already existed. But they had to see something new, something fresh, something different. And they had to believe in you. Working in the entertainment industry is kind of like being a preacher. You're, you're, you're talking about what you believe and people either get on board or they don't. It's, it's really difficult. Now, these people obviously believed in you. You've had your book done. You've got a restaurant open. My God, you make me feel really lazy. I'm just saying, like, I feel really lazy when I talk to you. It's, it's really bad. No, what about you, Paul? Uh, me, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of here for the help. Yeah, Paul's like, I'm just here for that. Paul's, yeah, <laughs> Paul's been drinking. No, it's, I, I, I'm not sure if Paul's sitting there smoking, but he's here. Um, but you do, you, you make me feel really, really lazy. And that's very difficult, by the way, for people to do. <laughs> it's like you and the Ochoa boys are only a few people that make me feel like I'm not sitting here doing shit. And you're definitely one of them. Um, what advice <laughs> would you give to people <laughs> that kind of. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're living in your purpose. I mean, you're amazing at what you do and you have a lot of knowledge. So, I mean, you, you, you're sitting okay. where you're supposed to. So, <clears throat> and, and, and spreading your energy to the world and, and allowing us to hear it, you know what I mean, via satellite. So, I mean, I think what you're doing is amazing. Well, thank you. Um, now, I, two things. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media because we have about four minutes to close. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you on social media, and then I want to ask you a question before we get to the end. Okay. On Instagram, I'm Mr. Business Consulting. And for all my visionary uh, topics, it's the visionary at the visionary path. Um, I'm not on Twitter as much as I should, but it's Gerald Lacey the second. And uh, my YouTube is The Visionary Path, where I'm doing a lot of my motivational stuff, and I'm starting to do a lot of more public speaking and workshops, so I'll be uh, loading all of that stuff up there as, at The Visionary Path. Now, where can everyone get your book? It's a good book. I've read it. No, thank you so much. Um, I prefer everybody go to thevisionarystore.com. 
only because it allows me to communicate with them a little bit better. I mean, it's available on Amazon and all these other outlets, but they don't share the information. So I can't tell when someone bought the book unless they leave a review. So we can't interact. We can't communicate. I can't talk to them about it. So www.thevisionarystore.com is the place I prefer (laughs) Cheat, cheat, cheat for life. Next time, say it's available other places. Never say the A word out loud because I promise you, people are going to buy that book and it's going to be from there. <laughs> as soon as you say it's available there, they always freaking buy it from there. So, how so many much, times I tell yeah. them not to? And then they'll text me, be like, "Look what I found on Amazon." I'm like, "You suck." Um, <laughs> so never hey, say point, the A word when you want them to go somewhere else. They're like Walmart; they're taking over. Um, Although now, my recent Amazon purchase purchase wants to. Sh- Wants to sponsor me? Lobster <laughs> bullion. Oh God! Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Paul, go to the corner now. We've got what? About That's what I got? Left. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you lobster bullion. Um, we've got two minutes left. What would you want to say to everyone out there? Um, what advice would you have for people that want to follow in your footsteps? Um, I guess if I could leave a jewel to everybody, uh, is to. You know, once you have an idea or a vision or something that you believe in, you know, be patient and take the time to plan it out. Think about everything from, you know, the look, the feel, the idea, the core values, the budget, and write it down. I actually created a business plan workbook called, you know, so that it could help people. But just believe in yourself and take time to plan it out. I think that's the most important thing that people miss and sometimes we have an idea we just want to go 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 and we don't necessarily necessarily take the time to understand what could happen so since we don't take that time we're not necessarily prepared for it so i guess that's what i would like to leave everybody believe in yourself without waiver go for it but take the time to plan be patient i like that that's really really good advice and advice i wish i had taken in my life because I don't plan very much at all, which is how we always get to the end of the show without me getting through the questions I want to get through. You think I don't mind that now? <laughs> it, it, now? It happens. I'm all, I coach myself through it all the time. Like, slow down, write it down. And that was one of the reasons I even wrote the book. Write it down and refer to your own teachings even and, and make it happen methodically. I like that. That's really, really good advice. Um, guys, check him out. Go to YouTube. I'm going to put up some links to his social media. When we air this, this is a pre-record. I do have to warn you guys. Um, I'm going to put up some links to his social media. Check him out. It's it, really the stuff he has to say is insightful. That's a great book. Um, I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate. And of course you can always find him where you find him. And to the people yeah, that keep sending me um, <laughs> questions and things for him, he's on social media. Go talk to him. I'll put up a link. And, of course, to the author of The Visionary, collaboration of Visionary Insights, um, an amazing guy, a very, very, very gifted writer, um, Gerald Lace II. Check him out. Thank you very, very much for being on the show, by the way. Thank you. Thank you again, Summer. It's been amazing again. No problem. Guys, thank you for joining us this week on Behind the Scenes. I am not feeling well, so I'm going to go um, to urgent care now because <clears throat> my doctor's mum just died and I feel really bad, um, which is Dr. Russ, by the way. So if you guys want to write him, I know he's been on the show a lot. I'll put up some social media. You can send condolences. I'm Summer Helling, of course, Paul Michael Bowen, Gerald Lacey. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. 
Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.